0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs, to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. To whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a person of peace lives there, your peace will rest on him, but if not, will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, The dust of your towns that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky behold i have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you nevertheless do not rejoice because your spirits are subject to the, sub, the spirits are subject to you but rejoice because your names are written in heaven the gospel of the lord Bishop Sheen, once when directing a retreat, said to those who were present, the Father sent the Son, the Son sent the Apostles. The Apostles used to send us. But today we want our options. We want our choices. We don't want to be sent. We've lost the sense of mission. I've mentioned this before. I mention it again in a different way, though, today. We have lost the sense of mission. Today we think that we are called simply to be comfortable, to have our, perhaps, our emotional needs satisfied, to be given a rather pleasant life. We are called to consolation, all those things may be very good things at times, but we are called to something very different, and mission is not an easy thing, and yet it's a beautiful thing and we shouldn't be afraid of it, although we don't often think of that, do we? I have a role to play in salvation history. I have a mission that nobody else has, and I am accountable for, for fulfilling that mission as I mentioned last week, to finish it. Today's gospel speaks of this. Our Lord appoints 72 others. He sends them out in pairs. In pairs. They are not to be alone. There are two of them that they may support one another. To prepare the way for his coming. And he tells them that the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, so pray that the master to the master to send out laborers for his harvest. God expects us to ask him for the people we need to lead the kingdom of God on earth. Not to presume, but to come to him humbly requesting that. And then he tells them, and this is particularly true in our day and age, believe me, if you haven't already experienced it, I'm sending you like lambs among wolves. We live in a very dangerous society in some ways, and sometimes it's most dangerous, but it seems to be the safest. But we are not living in a world that supports what we are. It's a world that's often hostile to everything we believe and everything we would aspire to be. And then he tells them that they must lead an austere life. Now, the people were expecting the coming of the Messiah, and they would expect people to look as he describes it. He tells them, and notice the description of it, they are to depend totally upon the providence of God, not on their own designs. It's an act of faith on their part too. He says, carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Let nothing deter you from your, what, from your business. And then whatever household you enter, first say peace to this household, and so on. But that is how they're going to carry out their mission to proclaim the kingdom of God, to call them to repentance. Notice what he says. Cure the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. That's the job of the 72. Now think of that in our own terms and translate it into what's really happening and their experience. First of all, there is the call of God. They were first called. Our Lord said to them, follow me. His first words to to the apostles and his last words to St. Peter in the Gospel of St. John, follow me. So they're called to follow. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. All right, they have followed. Today, he sends them. But that's the last thing that he does. We've forgotten the center and the heart. The reason for the call and what gives them the power to be sent. When they said to him, Teacher, where do you live? He said, Come and see. And they came and stayed with him that day. Now the apostles and the others, perhaps too, were with him for what? Three years? Not to mention 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension. In other words, it's that central element that is that is so important that most people ignore it completely. You see that in sidewalk preachers, and people who all of a sudden become evangelists. They think they are called, and they they go out right away and begin to preach whatever it is they think they ought to preach. But before we can do that, our Lord calls us to be with him, to sit with him in silence, and to listen to him. He calls us to do that every time we come to Mass. The first thing we do after admitting our guilt and praying... Is to sit down and listen to what he has to say to us before we dare to go on and do anything else, the liturgy of the word. But they ought to sit down and listen in silence, because we must also. Unless they are people who are listening, unless they are people of prayer, they cannot be sent. Only then, and only, only then, can they go out and begin to do what, what their mission is. As I said, we all have a mission. To some extent, it's the same, and to some extent, it's different with each one of us. But we all have it. So those three elements must be there. The call we know we have. Everyone does. Uh, Then the time we spend with the Lord alone, especially when we are in prayer, and particularly before the Blessed Sacrament, because that's where he is. Um, That's the the best way to prepare for our journey and for our mission. And finally, we go out and do what we are called to do. Um, But notice that at the end, uh, the 72 come back rejoicing. They're very excited. They've done all these wonderful things. Uh, And they, they tell the Lord that. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Our Lord then speaks of them as being part of the destruction of the power of Satan. I have observed Satan falling like lightning from the sky. And the full force of the enemy cannot prevail against you and nothing will harm you. Then he tells them, But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is you should rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Because don't rejoice over what you did. I did that, not you. I was working through you. And now rejoice because you have done what I sent you to do. Last week I mentioned the, the last words from the cross. It is finished. It is accomplished. It is completed. That's their job as it is yours and mine, to complete the mission we were given to do that will only happen insofar as we are people of personal holiness. I'm not going to go into those Latin expressions that talk about the different types of graces that God gives us. I'll simply mention the two, the the grace to become holy and the grace to do a particular job, a mission, a grace that's given to me for my holiness and a grace that's given to me for others. I have to have both. As Bishop Sheen said, people seem to think because I can preach I'm a holy man. He said, not at all. Either I'm holy when I get into the pulpit or when I leave it, or I'm not. Uh, I'm just using a gift God gave me, and so are we. So then we are people of, who enter into this great mystery of the call to the kingdom of God. Uh, so we come today to be present to the Lord, to allow him to give us the strength to do what we ourselves cannot do. And then we shouldn't be afraid. Just the opposite. We should have a confidence that goes beyond anything else that we would use except for confidence. We have a confidence that allows us to know that we can do what we are called to do because the Lord has told us that we can. So, uh, we then, having been here today, can do what we could not otherwise do. And we will do it not because we have come here simply to present ourselves before the Lord, but because we have opened ourselves up to him and are willing to accept whatever that means and whatever that demands. Let us pray, Almighty Father, we come before you, rejoicing in the love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be courageous proclaiming the kingdom of God because of the grace they have received. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, that they will be open. To those missionaries that the church sends to them and respond to the call to repentance, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who are sick and suffering and dying, they may know that in their suffering they are proclaiming the kingdom of God because they are united to the Lord in his cross. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord. for a greater respect for human life and for laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations of priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the spirit of the 7two in a unique way to, to proclaim the kingdom as the Lord sends them, for a greater reverence for that proclamation and mission in the life of marriage and the single life we pray to the Lord. Lord our for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord, the presence of the Eucharistic Lord, they may then be true missionaries in our world. We pray to the Lord. Lord our for all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all those traveling on this weekend, especially our own parishioners, they'll remain safe, return safe. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, especially our own military all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed And for all of us here, that our lives will be so transformed by the presence of the Lord that we may become true missionaries, fulfilling the mission Given to each one of us, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Heaven and Earth and the Queen of Apostles as we sing.